0: Hi everyone, it's Amelia Quint. Welcome to Bad Astrology, where we take a cultural, spiritual, literary, and mythological look at the heavens. As you can probably tell from looking at the title of this episode, this one is special. It's something that I wanted to do for a long time, ever since we got started, and since we are changing things up with the perks that our patrons got this month a little bit, I thought it would be the perfect opportunity to give everybody listening a taste of what it's like to be a part of our secret community of mystics and magical folks and just open-minded people that want to learn more about astrology as it grows so um we've done monthly forecasts from the beginning um but i wanted to make it a little more tailored you know y'all are so supportive and i'm so grateful and i thought one way to um show that gratitude back to you would be to give you something a little more specific each month which would be uh horoscopes for each sign in addition to the forecast so that is what this episode is gonna be all about um i'll give you the march rundown first and then i will give a horoscope for each sign Uh, make sure you listen for your sun and your rising signs and probably all your friend signs too. Maybe your boss's sign, maybe your crush's sign, how could I possibly say? So without further ado, let's get started on March 2020 horoscopes. So the first thing that you're probably wondering this month is when is Mercury Retrograde going to be over? Um, I'm wondering the same thing, and don't worry, it won't be too much longer. Um, For those just tuning in, Mercury has been retrograde in Pisces since last month um, and started that backspin right on top of Neptune, the Roman god of the deep oceans, just to keep things interesting. So um, Neptune rules Pisces, so it just amplifies all of the strangeness that everyone is experiencing now. Um, Pisces is a highly emotional sign. It's a water sign. Um, it has a lot to do with mysticism and glamour, but it can also have the sort of hazy, obscuring effect. So it's been um, kind of brain fog. This like weird veil that's gone down over everything. Where you sit down at the computer to do something, and and like the neurons just aren't firing, or something like that. Um, But the good news is that this month, Mercury Retrograde is going to backtrack into the sign of Aquarius on March 4th at 6.07 a.m. By the way, all the times on this podcast are going to be in Eastern time. Um... So that change into Aquarius is going to be a huge breath of fresh air. And I mean that literally, obviously, because uh, Aquarius is an air sign. Um, But I think it's going to help you get perspective on all of those intense emotions you've been having. Like instead of salt baths and just like crying all the time, I think you'll be able to get some perspective and see things differently from a longer angle, a more eagle eye view. Um. It will be a little bit sci-fi you know very futuristic um it's weird because it's like not a linear narrative you know Aquarius is so um future-centered whereas uh, you know retrogrades are always looking back so I compared this online to uh The Witcher which is the best show and if you aren't watching it I don't know what you're doing with your time (laughs) um but anyways, uh, that show is very cool because it does not have a linear, linear narrative structure at all. It jumps around all over the place. And I know some people watch it and they're like, I have no clue what happened. Um, but it's a lovely show. It's delightful. It's very, you know, visually stimulating, so beautiful. Um, and, and lots of themes of destiny and how the threads of our lives weave together. And so um, I think that this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is going to feel a lot like that. So um, Mercury will go direct again on March 9th at 1149 PM at 28 degrees and then all will be right with the world. I think this has been a lot about revising your dreams, you know, being able to dream smarter, dream bigger instead of saying, I want a bigger house or I want to buy that house. Is that really what you wanted? Or like, do you just want um, to feel accomplished, or are you trying to, um, you know, cover up for the fact that you actually want to switch into a different field? There's, these are the kinds of questions that once Mercury gets back into Pisces, or at the very least, once it stations direct, um, you will have some answers to. So if you really want to get into the nitty gritty about this Mercury retrograde, there is a bonus episode about it available to our patrons. I'm sure the patrons have already listened. But um, if you want in on that, uh, go over to patreon.com slash badastro and join us. Um, Our patrons are the best. They ask the best questions. And yeah, so... The next topic I wanna get into for the month is Venus and Mars. So every month I look at how Venus and Mars are relating to one another just to get um, an idea of the interpersonal landscape. So Venus is the goddess of love um, and she's sort of the, the diplomatic side of the mission, whereas Mars is the more aggressive motivator. Um, that's very, very, uh, simplistic terms to put that, um, you know, looking back at the traditional side of astrology too, Venus is a benefic planet and Mars is a malefic, um, but they, they balance one another out. So right now, as I'm recording this, Venus is in Aries and Mars is in Capricorn. Which is complicated for a few reasons. So Venus is in her detriment there, which means that she, you know, doesn't have access to her usual powers of uh, diplomacy and being able to like smooth over the rough edges. Like if someone blurts something out in a conversation, and you're like, "Why did you say that?" and then you know your coworker jumps in and like says just the perfect thing to diffuse it. That doesn't happen as much with Venus as in Aries. Like people are very fired up. Um, they want their way. They are going to get it. They're not afraid to say it. And while this is a really good thing, it can become, at least for the gentle Mars and Pisces people in the world like me, it's a a lot. It can be overwhelming energy. Um, So that's where Venus is at. Um, Mars is currently in Capricorn, which is where Mars is exalted, meaning he functions best there. Like He's at the height of his powers. And so not only is Venus kind of tied up and not able to work her usual love magic, um, Mars is kind of like overhyped. He's like, let's get this done. It's going to be my agenda, my way or the highway, Um, which is great for crossing things off your to-do list, but like less good for actually getting buy-in from the people on the team that you need to be in your corner, right? But the good news is, Um, In a couple of days, Venus is going to move into Taurus, which is one of the signs that she rules, on March 4th. I love Venus and Taurus, and here's why. Um, So Taurus, I imagine her as sort of like the evening star aspect of Venus. You know, Venus is the morning and the evening star. Um, Where she's kind of the uh, beautiful, odalisque, like, oil painting draped across beautiful fabrics, eating grapes, drinking wine, um, because Taurus is a sign of the sensual self, like the body, um, and all of the physical and pleasurable experiences you can have through your body. Um, so uh, the Venus and Taurus people in your life are the people that you're going to want to like ask for restaurant recommendations or uh, who's their favorite artist right now, ask for fashion advice, Um, they, they just know how to have a good time. And so Venus and Aries and Mars and Capricorn has been so like agenda centered. I think that Venus in Taurus is going to help everybody, frankly, just like chill the fuck out a little bit, um, which is never a bad thing. Like we could all use a little more of that. Um, maybe just taking a nap. I know Taurus people joke online all the time. I do for sure. It's a Taurus moon right now. And all people want to do during Taurus transits is just like, nap and um, eat snacks. And, you know, maybe that's okay. Life is not all about striving. It's okay to take a break, take a bath, eat some snacks, go shopping, do whatever it is you want to do. Hydrate, moisturize, just relax. And the bigger deal with Venus and Taurus is slow down your pace a little bit. Taurus takes its time. And I think you won't feel this need, like, there's this urgency to Venus and Aries that I think will dissipate, and you won't feel that, like, pressure to perform. You'll just say, you know what, things are going to happen as they're going to happen, and I feel totally comfortable with that, so I love it. It's going to be good. Um, Venus will trine Mars and Capricorn while she's in Taurus, which is lovely. We'll have both of those working together beautifully um, throughout the month. Trine is obviously just, like, good energy it's a good aspect that just keeps things harmonious so um some of the stresses of the last month i think will be very much smoothed over um that is until mars moves into aquarius at the very end of the month on march 30th um it's gonna align itself with fellow malefic saturn fresh into aquarius but we'll talk about that in a second which will be, like, a little bit uncomfortable. I think that's going to be, you know, freshly into that new era of life, and you want to move quickly, and the universe just says, no, like, you're not there yet. You need to lay your plans first. Um, And as far as the romance and relationship angle, going into April with both romance planets and fixed signs means we're going to have to do a lot about reconciling the idea of what you want since Aquarius is such an idealistic sign and it thinks in uh, the abstract with what your body actually needs, which is the very much the zone of Venus and Taurus. But, you know, that is a that conflict rises within all of us and you have to have that conversation to get ready to go. So um, I think when the malefics join forces, it will suck, but it'll be okay. I think people will be playing dirty, but Um, I don't know, I was going to do some pithy Game of Thrones, like Time and Lannister reference, but uh, I I don't have the clip for you, but um, it will feel a little Time and Lannister, and I think that'll be okay. Um, You'll make it. Be smart and uh, stay strong, and fortunately, we have some amazing new and full moons this month to support you. So, the Loon Nations... On March 9th, and just before Mercury uh, direct happens at 1.48 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have this beautiful Virgo full moon at 19 degrees. Um, I am very excited about it. In my opinion, it is definitively a good one. Of course, you can have all kinds of aspects in your chart that could throw that off, but like the base energy we're working with here is so good. Um, And because Mercury is stationing direct that same day. I think the returns from this full moon or like the actual lesson from it might take a little longer to reveal itself than usual, um, just because Mercury will be stationary on that day. Um, but I think it's something that will be like a slow build, and I think that we will really, really like it um, since Virgo is ruled by Mercury. And the thing that I love is that it's trine Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in Capricorn, which is the most powerful motivate, like those are such highly motivating planets. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the Apocalypse, which was in January, Saturn and Pluto aligning. But really that was, you know, the lessons in the last two years, it, it kind of was like putting on a pair of glasses and you could really see that lesson clearly and say, okay, I understand what I'm supposed to build now or I understand what I'm supposed to tear down. Um, and I think that, This full moon, if you're doing it carefully and really paying attention, um, you'll be able to build something really special from whatever the Saturn-Pluto alignment in January kind of rattled within you, right? So if you had to destroy a part of your life then or move on from something, as most people did, even if it was just an internal, like, I'm resolving to do this differently, this full moon is going to be it's going to feel like a major step in the right direction. Um, I don't usually pay attention to like the farmer's almanac names for the moons, but I think this one makes a difference. So it's a worm moon, um, which I think is this really beautiful metaphor for um, this very earthy, early, not quite spring energy that we have where it's just like the, the, fertile parts of the earth just starting to stir and awaken and and make themselves like abundant again um it's it will be very grounding it'll feel really um stable like as opposed to this um upheaval we've been experiencing so you know i think it will be really fertile soil for whatever you want to grow and you might see some early spring harvest um so yeah get on Instagram uh, or Twitter, it's at Bad Astrologers, and let me know how it goes for you, because I love doing um, lunar pep talks, and I love hearing how it goes for everybody. So the new moon this month uh, happens on March 24th at 528 a.m. Eastern, and it's going to fall in Aries at four degrees, and that one is really interesting, and here's why. So the moon will be right on top of Chiron and Lilith. So Lilith just moved into Aries last month. Um, And so she's starting her journey through the the zodiac all over again. And since she's freshly into that sign, I think this new moon is going to give you just like a very clear message about what you will be learning during that period of your life. So Lilith and Aries, you know, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac and Lilith is this very primordial um, pre-Christian goddess meets demoness energy. Um, And it's so much about being able to experience your own rage in a healthy and constructive way, especially with Chiron, the healing asteroid there. Um, So I think this new moon will be your first step towards that sort of inner Whatever's going to change within you to be able to say, no, I'm not going to implode on whatever this hill is. I'm not, I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm instead going to fight. I'm going to figure out a way to take whatever frustration, anger, really, right, you know, justified righteous anger that I'm feeling and use it in a constructive way. I say that because more importantly, this new moon in Aries is going to be sextile Saturn newly in Aquarius um, and Saturn is a very, I know Saturn has such a bad reputation, but Loki, I actually love him because he can be such a stabilizing influence when he's doing a good job. You know, when you have that much like complete volatility, it's just like high voltage all over the container that you have with Lilith and Aries, like having Saturn and Aquarius will make it, it'll be the boundaries you need to actually use it well. So instead of like going into your job and screaming at all your coworkers and saying, "I hate the way we're doing this. This is horrible and whatever. I think you might be able to come up with like a concrete plan for Uh, You know, so this is the four steps that we need to take to improve our performance in this area or in your relationship, right? Instead of going to your partner and saying, I've been making a list for the last six months of all the reasons you suck. I've been posting it on Reddit. Am I the asshole? And you are definitely the asshole. That would not be the move. Um, Instead, I think it will lead to really constructive conversations. And also because of the Aquarius energy, they're like seeing things from a completely, Uh, non-traditional angle. Um, The best thing that you can do with this new moon is not tie yourself to the way things have done it, the way you've done things in the past. You know, that's a common refrain that we all tell ourselves of like, well, I've always done it this way or this is just uh, the way we do it. But what if that wasn't the way you had to do it? What if you could change it right now or at least (laughs) on the 24th of March? Um, That's the message. And I think you're going to be able to do it, and you're going to do a great job with it. So I keep saying Saturn in Aquarius, and I guess it's time to talk about it. I am so excited. We've had two and a half years of Saturn in its home sign of Capricorn, and it's been rough, y'all. It's been really intense. I understand that Pluto and Capricorn has made it all the more potent and just frankly kind of... Uh, somber and stressful at times, but Saturn into Aquarius, I am hype for. So obviously the sun enters Aries on March 19th at 1149 p.m. Eastern, um, that's the spring equinox here in the northern hemisphere where I'm recording it, um, and then just a few days later on March 21st at 1158 p.m., Saturn will move into Aquarius. Uh, this is really the biggest, moment that you're going to want to take note of this month because this is this is a major shift yeah this hasn't changed in two and a half years and now that it is changing um you know saturn is a planet of responsibility it's a planet of authority and for the last two and a half years whatever part of your chart capricorn is you've learned how to take responsibility for that you've learned how to be an authority in that area of your life um and, you know, at the beginning, Saturn transits can be really difficult and you feel very frustrated or depleted and just run down or like you're a com- sometimes like you're a complete failure in that area. Um, and the process of Saturn transiting through that sign is you being able to, to build yourself up, build, build up your worth in that area, build up your skills. Um, and then by the time it's moving on to the next sign, I I believe that Saturn brings rewards if you have been working hard on that area. So wherever Capricorn is in your chart, um, as Saturn moves into Aquarius, just like keep an eye out on the Capricorn area of your chart. Besides just the general like satisfaction of holy shit, we survived this really hard thing. Um, you know, you might get some sort of come up or just general pat on the back from the universe you know those moments where something happens and you're like oh like i get it now like i am definitely in the right place where i'm supposed to be like this could be one of those things at the same time (laughs) um so with saturn going into a new sign it's also going to be a moment where we all have to buckle down right like you're starting the cycle over again and so coming to it really with that beginner's mind and saying i'm ready for inner anything i'm saturn you can be the teacher and like i'm ready to embrace this um it's obviously the best mindset to have even if it's super hard even if it re- requires a lot of like mental gymnastics like you can totally do it and the thing is i think that um so saturn ruled aquarius before uranus it's uh modern ruler was discovered um i still i, I view saturn as a ruler of aquarius Um, but I think that this is going to be Saturnine, but in a, just a much different way. And I think that it will be in some ways easier. I know controversial opinion, but it is what it is. And here's why. We know how to deal with Saturnine energy now. We've been dealing with it for years. You've been dealing with it for years. So, you know, the sort of austerity measures of Saturn and Capricorn, you you already have that down pat, you're ready to go. So now that Saturn is moving into Aquarius, I think you're able to, you know, because it's moving from Earth to air, with Earth it was very like, we felt the physical effects of what was happening, right? It it was very concrete. Like maybe you had to slash your budget uh, in an extreme way. Maybe you had to get a completely new job. Like maybe you ended up like moving across the country or something, I'm not sure. Wild stuff happens with Saturn transits. But I do think Saturn in Aquarius an air sign and a very um, visionary air sign at that will be you taking those physical skills and being able to apply it in a more creative and frankly fun way. I mean, let's be real. We glamorize creative work a lot. Um, We kind of uphold because of the uh, creative economy. We uphold that as being something that's really cool. Like it always feels good it doesn't always feel good, right? There's gonna be days that you're sitting at the computer and you're feeling really sick and you're like, I don't know how this is gonna uh, come, come out. But I think that consistency of, of vision, just sort of always being in service to whatever your vision is during Saturn and Aquarius will make all the difference in the world. Um, last thing I wanna say about Saturn and Aquarius is this. So Aquarius is the sign of the rebel. Um, the the person who isn't afraid to stand out, um, the person who sometimes starts the revolution. And again, that's another thing in our culture that we really glamorize, we uphold that as being this ideal. But when you're in the moment and you're making that decision to be the person who rebels or to be the person who dances to their own rhythm, that can be a real challenge. Like it doesn't feel good. It, you know, some people thrive on that, but I would say most of us we want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved, and so Saturn and Aquarius might call you to do something that's out of step with what you know the culture is doing. You might be five steps ahead of the zeitgeist, and so that leaves you all alone. And in two and a half years, when Saturn moves on, you'll realize, well, I was doing the right thing all along. But but don't be, don't feel too isolated or alone in the moment. Trust your vision. Know that whatever differences you have during Saturn and Aquarius are going to be your strength. It's going to be what makes you powerful, what makes you maybe even an authority in your industry by the time it's done. But you can do it. So one thing you'll want to know about Saturn moving into Aquarius on the 21st is that this is not... not a little long. So one thing to know about Saturn moving into Aquarius on the 21st is that this is just a sneak preview of what the longer transit is going to be. So Saturn will retrograde back into Capricorn on July 1st, and then it will go back into Aquarius proper on December 17th. But that doesn't mean we can't get excited about having a reprieve from Saturn and Capricorn, and it doesn't mean that um this won't be an amazing time to get a taste of what's coming down the pike so pay attention listen to your intuition watch what happens in your life and get ready for a totally new phase to begin all right without further ado here are the horoscopes for the month of march all right aries i understand that the way you usually go about things is to fly solo but this month is really all about the way you collaborate with others. <laughs> Whether you like collaborating with them or not, you're going to have to do it. Mercury retrograde is moving back into your groups and friendship sector on the 4th, so you'll have to revise your go-to leadership strategy or rethink the role you usually play when you're on a team. Um, would it help to lift everybody up if you took on more responsibility? Or are you actually oversubscribed and need to set boundaries? Once Mercury is direct again on the 9th, you'll definitely know what to do. And I think that Virgo full moon the same day, illuminating your health and habits house, means that this is going to all have to do with either your day job or your physical well-being. Um, basic self-care helps. I know that's so buzzwordy, and I kind of hate it. But what I'm saying is just like, make sure you're drinking enough water. Make sure that you, you know, ask yourself, have I eaten in the last four hours? Um, those little things can really set you up for success in ways that we often just don't think about. Um, When Saturn moves into that same area of your chart on the 21st, it's gonna be time for you to give some more serious and long-term thought to what kind of network you want to build over the next two and a half years. The truth is that with this kind of transit, the people in your inner circle now might not be able to go with you where you're headed and that's okay people grow and they change and you're gonna grow and change and it's incredibly important to surround yourself with people you admire and who can give you the support you need to thrive along the way Um, when mars obviously the motivation planet and your ruler moves into aquarius on the 30th i think your ideals might conflict with someone else's ideas in your orbit and that could stir up some drama but it's fine nothing's worth sacrificing your integrity for you'll have frankly a lot more of those kinds of interactions over the next year and each one will make you stronger and leave you clearer than you've ever been about what you're looking for from your crew um and the good news is the new moon in your sign on the 24th helps you renew that commitment to yourself your success and your integrity all right taurus taurus suns and risings of the world this month you are going to be in the career spotlight but As with anything, a sudden ascent can come with a few hiccups, and here's why. Mercury retrograde is going to be uh, backtracking into your professional sector, um, and that can lead to weird career drama. Um, Maybe you send out a tweet that people say, what the heck, I don't understand. Or maybe you get a sudden opportunity that requires you to completely clear your schedule for the next two weeks um Again, one of those is a negative example, one's a positive, but it shows how Mercury can completely switch things up on you. So stay agile, stay flexible, and ultimately um, be paying attention to how the next couple of days until Mercury is direct on March 9th um, reveal to you what you are really after in your career or areas where you might want to gain more skills, because I think those messages will be really powerful. Obviously, on the 21st, when Saturn moves into Aquarius, your career is going to come into the spotlight. I really like this for you because the 10th house is ruled by Saturn um and so i think you'll fare a little bit better with it i from what i've seen with clients um 10th house saturn type transits tend to go a little better not always but it can be a little easier than other things because that is the native house and it's just uh, an overall vibe of like yes i'm ready to level up i'm ready to step into the spotlight i'm ready to do whatever it takes um But again, if you're dissatisfied where you are in your career, it will be like putting on that pair of glasses that shows you, ooh, this is not what I wanted at all, Um, and and helps you see maybe a path to get where you do want to go. So be open to that. Be willing to go slow. As a Taurus, you understand the value in patience, so just embrace that. Lean fully into that. The good news is that on the 4th of March, Venus will move into your sign. And I think that's going to, not that it's a blow at all, but it will definitely soften any sort of harsh feelings, any sort of sad feelings that you might have from Saturn moving into your 10th house. And I think it will help you win over anybody that you need to win over in the process. You know, Um, you will be making a lot of big career moves now. And so having that extra little bit of charm on your side definitely doesn't hurt anything um I especially like the full moon in Virgo for you on the ninth because it's happening in your I call it the creativity and crushes sector the fifth house is so weird because it rules so many things um but it really is it's passion it's that romantic feeling the butterflies in the stomach and it's also muses like what inspires you so I think that instead of having this be like all heads down hard work I think that what a lot of this might be is you figuring out how to weave that creative thread through your career in a much more satisfying and fulfilling way. Like I said, obviously career changes come with their own share of scheduling conflicts and you just having to be flexible with it. So the Aries new moon happening in your rest and recovery sector on the 24th, I think it's going to be a moment where you need to slow it down, take a break. Obviously, I've said slow several times, but, you know, I think it's complicated because if you're a Taurus, Aries is your 12th house. And so I think the thing that can be your undoing is that desire to go, 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 start new things all the time um, without maybe finishing something or just like constantly wanting to be on. And that's not like a reasonable goal for anybody, even though you're a Taurus and you work like incredibly fucking hard. um, You're still a human being. And I think that new moon will be your human being moment, right? Where you can just, does the Mary Oliver? Like, let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Um, just, like, be a body. Be yourself. Take a bath. Like, get under the sheets and sleep. Um, because you're going to need it. Because you're going to have a lot going on. So, take a risk, Taurus. You can do it. I believe in you. Okay, Gemini. Um, this month for you is an awful lot about... Getting out of your comfort zone, which I think is something that you are naturally okay with just because you're a mutable sign and you, you're you ready to roll with the punches, whatever happens. But with Mercury retrograde into your ninth house of expansion on the fourth, um, one thing that Gemini's tend to do is say yes to everything and then get overcommitted and then just panic and freak out. Um, If that's you, during this Mercury retrograde, you will have to make some adjustments uh, to your schedule, Um, make some adjustments to your life in general, just to say like, okay, what really are my priorities? What can I take off my plate? Um, Or alternately, if you've been going through a period where you haven't been as adventurous, you might hear that sort of (laughs) call to adventure, that whistle on the wind that's like, come to the mountains, Gandalf, I want mountains. that pulls you uh, out of things and and by the time Mercury is direct again in Aquarius on March 9th um, I think you'll have a much clearer perception of like what needs to stay what needs to go what direction you're headed and then once Saturn is in Aquarius on March 21st I think that's when you're going to start your journey properly Um, you'll be ready to head out of your house maybe the furthest you've ever been to continue the silly Lord of the Rings metaphor that I just won't let go. Um, And I think that will show you the direction of where, yeah, your next two and a half years are headed. Um, The Virgo full moon on the 9th will be a lot about... Well, it's home and family, but it's also about your emotions, and I get the sense that if there is some sort of frustration about your physical location, um, maybe you feel like you don't have the opportunities in the area where you live that you want to have, or you are just having the urge to not be so stationary and travel more. Um, The Virgo full moon will help you find options. Maybe you could find a new apartment. Maybe you um, buy a plane ticket and find a place to go. Or if you're trying to save on a budget, you could just go to a new coffee shop and suddenly meet a community of people that just opens up the world to you. That's okay, too. Um, I do love the fact that Vesta, asteroid Vesta, is going to enter your sign on March 21st, the same day that Saturn changes signs. Um, We have a whole episode on Vesta. Go take a listen to it. But ultimately... Um, she's really beautiful for creative work and being of service. So I think that this journey that you're going on is more than just sort of a personal quest. It's something that might be in service to a higher ideal or to help you get some sort of creative or writing project done. Very, very cool stuff. Um, That Aries new moon at the end of the month, uh, at the 24th, is in your friendship and groups zone. Um, And I think... Whenever you go through a huge life change, your social circle is just naturally going to change. Like, whether you are switching up your physical location or you are just riding a different wave, it's okay to be riding a different wave than the the people you've been close with. And this could be you opening up your social circle to new folks or just having a conversation with the people who are your friends who are always there for wine night or to watch The Witcher or whatever to say you know what, I have this feeling like I need to change things and I'm ready to, ready to move, ready to move on. Cancer, for you, this month is all about getting into the shadows. People say shadow work all the time. Does anyone actually know what shadow work is? I definitely don't. Here's what I mean when I say that. So with the Mercury retrograde in your like super spooky eighth house from March 4th, I think you're going to have to deal with your feelings on a lot of those things that people don't want to talk about in polite conversation. Death, sex, money, maybe even your own interests in astrology. Who knows? Um, It's also about vulnerability and intimacy. I mean, ultimately, if you're having those sorts of conversations, there's a, a level of courage that's required. And I think Mercury retrograde could be just you having to go within and stir up that courage within yourself. Or if there's someone who is not as understanding of you, stand up for yourself to that person. Um, But ultimately, it it could be you moving past some emotional struggles you've had for a long time. It's a great time to go to therapy, great time to journal, um, great time to do your taxes. If you live in the United States, Um, since the eighth house is taxes, um, just make sure you don't submit them until after Mercury is direct. No, submit your taxes anytime. Really, please pay them. Um, But ultimately, it's just the preview to Saturn moving into your eighth house on the 21st. I think that this is going to feel pretty good to you because you're going to have Saturn moving out of the seventh, which is an angular house and just feels so aggravating, frankly. Um, But I think you'll take what you've the relationships lessons you've learned from Saturn in the seventh house and just take it that next step to say well what do I really need to feel satisfied with another person what do I need to feel satisfied like within myself not just sexually but like that deep part of you that is full of hungry ghosts like what are they asking for why are they even there in the first place um it is a good time to pay attention to your dreams, not in like the fun Mercury and Pisces way of like you might dream of something that like fairies or glitter or something. It could be a little intense, but it will definitely help you uh, work through a lot of a lot of inner demons, perhaps. Um, so the Virgo full moon on March 9th, I love for you. Um, it's happening in your communication zone. So whatever. F- intense tough feelings you're having right now that Virgo full moon is a perfect moment for you to express them um sometimes feelings it doesn't have to be a dramatic conversation with someone else so it certainly could be it could just be you finally having an understanding within yourself of what has been bubbling up inside you for so long um it is a great time to write Um, It's a great time to be in conversation with other people. Just like call a friend and talk to them and get it all out on the table. Um, And then the Aries new moon at the end of the month on the 24th is in your professional sector. Um, And I love it for you. Um, I think it's going to be one of those professional moments where you get to flex your muscles a little bit and show your authority and your just how far you've come and the the strength that you have in a a healthy way. Um, It might be a little bit challenging, but I think you're gonna ultimately love it. Okay, Leo, let's talk about your relationships. And I'm not just talking about your romantic relationships, I'm talking about all of the one-on-one connections that you have with others. So if you have a business partner, If you have someone who is a best friend who is always there for you, that's what's really getting highlighted for you this month, especially as Mercury Retrograde moves into that one-on-one partnership zone on March 4th. Um, Even the best relationships, the most blissful ones, require work because people grow and change and and we're all human, we're fallible. Sometimes people say something they don't mean or maybe you have something new in your life that you want to share with them and you haven't talked about it yet. I think Mercury retrograde is in the seventh house is a moment to get all that out on the table and talk about it. And once Mercury is direct again on March 9th, things will get a lot easier. You know, it, it's always good to check in and not rest on your laurels when it comes to those people. Sometimes the people we care about the most we kind of shit on the most because we're like, they'll love us anyways. Like they have to love me. Um, but the truth is the best way to show them that you love them is to show them you love them, right? Um, so the Virgo full moon that same day on the 9th, um, I love for you, it's in your second house of both yourself and your net worth. Um, so obviously it could have to do it with money. It could be some sort of job promotion or raise, but it could also be, um, you working through insecurities within yourself to be able to have that conversation with the boss, with the business partner, with whoever you are romantically Im- involved with right now, with a, with a friend who's been there for you for a long time to say, hey, I'm in a new point in my life and I, I need you to go with me on this, right? Um, and I think that if you do have that conversation, it will really super pay off on March 21st when Saturn moves into Aquarius. Um, for not the the long, long stay, but to give you that sneak preview of what's going to happen for you. Um, Saturn in the seventh house is tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Um, but I do think that it can be a very strengthening moment for the relationships that are meant to stay with you. I'm not saying that if you have Saturn, don't, don't Google Saturn in the seventh house, please. If <laughs> you do yourself one favor, don't Google it. Um, just use your, your rational senses to figure out what might happen. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to get a divorce. It doesn't mean you're going to break up. Um, but it does mean you're going to have to be a lot more adult about your relationships. You're going to have to be, take a lot more personal responsibility. It means that you might have to have some really serious conversations with that person. And that's actually a really good thing. That's what makes relationships strong. Um, and it's going to really give you a solid foundation of personal support to go from. So that new moon in Aries on March 24th, I think it's going to be really lovely for you because it's in your expansion zone. And I think that whatever started at that Virgo full moon on the 9th um, will really kind of blossom and grow during that time. It'll be like a early spring flower situation. Uh, It might be a flower with some thorns, because uh, let's not lie, Lilith is involved, but I think it's going to be really, really good starting launching pad for the rest of your 2020. So mark that on your calendar for sure. Okay, Virgo, let's talk about your month. Um, I think you're actually going to be very much in your comfort zone this month because you have tons of activity going on in your sixth house of health and habits, which is associated with Virgo. So This is terrain that you know and are intimately familiar with. You're ready for it. Um, You're already an expert. So when Mercury retrograde goes into your sixth house on March 4th, you have plenty of tools in your toolbox to be able to handle any sort of schedule snafus that come up, to handle any sort of like personal depletion of energy that may happen, Um, or... It could have a positive spin on it. I think a retrograde in the sixth house could just as easily be you looking at whatever you're working on and saying, this has to be more efficient. You are a Virgo, after all. That's kind of your superpower. So looking at the landscape of what's happening before you saying, how can I make this more efficient and not suck up all of my time? And you really put in the effort to make that happen and it just clears you up for the rest of the year. I think that would be great. Um... And the full moon in your sign on March 9th, that is such, such a good full moon for you this year. Um, Don't let that one go to waste. Um, It's just such powerful, positive energy. Like, the universe is just, like, giving you this one. You know what I mean? Um, I rarely, if ever, say that. But truly, like, the universe is, like, giving you a a wild card to be able to create whatever it is you, you want. So you know, it could be a big accomplishment moment. Um, if there's something you've been working on, it's like, oh, God, finally, it comes to fruition. Something that you thought, I'm not sure I'm going to make it with this. Like, this is just so beautiful. I have nothing else to say except uh, positive rave reviews. So, Fulman and Virgo, love to see it. Um, and then Saturn moving into your sixth house on the 21st is going to be I think you're going you're gonna to like Saturn in the sixth house so much better than you've liked Saturn in your fifth house for the last several years. And this is the reason why. So Saturn can kind of like have a wet blanket effect on whatever it touches. And the fifth house is the house of fun. So when you have Saturn in the fifth house, like, yes, it's great for doing the work of creativity or being really ruthlessly honest with yourself about um what your romantic prospects are but it doesn't feel good right so I think you'll have just this sort of lift a pep in your step once Saturn moves on to Aquarius on the 21st um but I think that you there will be an initial entry period where you kind of have to climatize like you're at base camp or something you know Um, Saturn in the sixth house is a lot about changing your work habits to work better for you. But like habits are that way for a reason. They're ingrained and changing them, even though that's kind of your specialty, like you're very proud of the ones that you have. And um, sometimes that self-analysis can be a little bit overwhelming. But I think that the Aries new moon on the 24th in your house of self-analysis, the very spooky eighth house, which is a lot about Um, psychology and the inner workings of your mind will help you have a fresh start in that area if you're ready for it. So get on your therapist's uh, (laughs) schedule, um, get ready to to get to work, and you'll do just fine with this. I think you're gonna love it. Next up, we have Libra. All right, Libra, this month, the thing that's front and center for you is the thing that you love most, which is romance. And I don't necessarily mean romance in the sense of having a crush or flirting with someone, but romance in the sense of that, that spark, that mood that just makes you feel special again. Um, so first, it might be a little tough with Mercury retrograde in your fifth house, but um, Be careful who you text, right? Um, If you are in the dating scene, um, make sure that you're messaging the right person. That's always a good idea, but can't hurt during Mercury retrograde, right? Um, But I think that this is a great time to rethink what you actually want out of your romantic life. Like, is it something that you could provide for yourself? Like, do you just need to go lingerie shopping and take a few selfies that look really good? That's acceptable too, especially with Venus in your eighth house uh, as of that same day. Um, or it could be something where you are, are ready to have a, a more serious kind of relationship. Um, and you're you're thinking, all these people on my dating app are just not up to the par that I want them to be. And I don't feel okay with that. So I need to spend more time on me and my passions and my life before I really jump into that. Um, I definitely think that could be the case with the... Virgo full moon, um, since that's happening in your 12th house. Um, The 12th house is definitely a house of closure and perspective. Um, So on the 9th, with that happening there, I think you'll be able to have, I don't know, like some sort of deeper perspective of what you actually want in a relationship or whether you want a relationship at all. Maybe you just need to write a book. God, don't just write a book just to do it. It's super hard. Um, But you get the idea. You'll be able to distinguish your own passions and wants from what the Instagram says that you're supposed to want. And it's going to be really, really good. So when Saturn moves into your fifth house on the 21st, that is where things will get a little bit tricky. So if you are an artist, a creative, a romantic, a poet of any kind, This is going to be really, really good for you, but not in the way you might think, right? Saturn into your fifth house doesn't necessarily, like, drop lovers on your doorstep. Uh, Quite the opposite. Um, It it refines your taste, it refines what sort of satisfaction you're looking for and helps you get really clear. As we've talked about in this podcast, that sort of like empty refrigerator feeling, if you feel like you have an empty romantic refrigerator, Saturn will help motivate you to find like sustaining interpersonal food to put in there, right? Or sustaining creative food to put in there because so often we conflate those things. So i um, excited to see how that works for you. And I think that the Aries new moon in your relationship zone on the 24th um, is kind of this perfect moment to start totally fresh, to sort of resolve to yourself, like, I'm not going to eat any more romantic junk food. I'm done with it. I'm done with the combos. I'm done with the Cheez-Its. Like, put them away. We're going to Whole Foods. Not to glamorize going to Whole Foods. There's tons of problems with their business model. Totally terrible. But I shop there all the time. Is whatever. Don't judge me. It's fine. Let's move on, shall we? (laughs) So Scorpio, this month, front and center for you, is going to be your fourth house, the very base of your chart. The sort of like, sometimes I think of it as the basement of the chart. Um, It's where your, your childhood is, your home, your family, the things that sort of prop you up, or the things that you want to emotionally stuff down and never address again. Um, So, with Mercury Retrograde in your fourth house, expect weird nostalgia to surface, right? Like, it's like the algorithm is out to get you with, like, all the songs from your childhood suddenly coming on at once, and you're like, I don't know why I feel this way. Well, I thought I was over it. I guess I'm still upset about the time that I shot my Sky Dancer off the porch or something. Um, It's fine. Don't worry about it. These are things that come up for everyone, you know? Even if you thought you were over something, it doesn't mean that you have to like lounge in your nostalgia, your sad feelings. It just means that you should pay attention and be gentle with yourself. And you know, if you didn't get the love you were looking for as a child, like you can love yourself that way right now, especially as Mercury goes direct um, on March 9th. And especially with the Virgo full moon in your your group sector. I think that with that You'll probably find that you have more allies than you think you do, right? I know Scorpio, speaking for myself, you're kind of a loner. There's a little bit of paranoia going on. You're like, I'm a lone wolf. I'm going to do this by myself. But you will discover that you have mentors, friends, a whole network of people that just they, they want to support you. It's not a drain on their resources. Like they're there because they want to be there. So let them help you. Um, when Saturn moves into your fourth house on the 21st, that's going to be a big watershed moment, and here's why. So, obviously, the fourth house is one of the angular houses, um, and Saturn there is you putting down roots, right? Um, and they don't have to be roots in, like, I bought a house kind of way. It can be you learning to be your own home, right? You learning how to take care of yourself like an adult. I know if you're listening to this, you're probably a full on adult, but like sometimes we have to like work harder at reparenting ourselves. like, you know, cooking yourself the things that you want or giving yourself the things that you maybe didn't receive and I think that that's especially going to be true under the Aries new moon on the 24th and that's going to hit your health and habit zone so I think that the the best way to prepare for that Saturn in your fourth house vibe heading for your IC if you're a Scorpio rising is going to be I say this all the time to people, but just get back to the bottom of that Maslow's hierarchy. Uh, so Maslow's hierarchy of needs shows, you know, all the way from the very basic stuff up to, you know, what we prize in our society, which is that individual self-actualization. But before you can have that, you have to have like food, water, shelter, air to breathe. I think sex is on there, too. Um, tend to the very basics before you try to get wild with it. Um Mars into Aquarius, you'll feel that pretty intensely since Mars is your old school ruler. That's on the 30th. And I think you. I would be careful for a little bit of burn-on on on that day, especially since Saturn is freshly into Aquarius too. Um, I think, Scorpio, you're very driven and you want to make a lot of progress really quickly. Um, But it's not a personal feeling if something takes a longer time, right? Um, be gentle with yourself, or like make a plan for yourself that's sustainable. Don't commit to something that you know you're not gonna be able to deliver on. So be smart, be gentle, and you're gonna have a great March. All right, Sagittarius, I think you're gonna like this March, and here is why. So the thing that's getting really called out in your chart this month is your third house of communication, of community, and of self-expression. Um, and that's something that you're already an expert at. Um, you definitely tell people how it is, and just the, your your lifeblood is just saying what needs to be said. So, with Mercury retrograde there on March fourth, I would say don't pull any punches, but do know that your like traditional bluntness might not go over the way it usually does. Like it's okay to, you know, be direct, but in a more Softer or accommodating way. If someone's a real dick, obviously you don't have to be accommodating to someone that is not being accommodating to you, but just know that this is a time when things could get misconstrued. And I think the better thing to do is look at, why is this being misconstrued? Like, was I unclear in some way? And people can be dumb and they might not understand uh, what you were saying, even if you were perfectly clear, but it's a great time to consider, how can you be as authentic as clear, as obvious as possible, so that once Mercury is direct on um, March 9th, there will be no questions whatsoever about where your line in the sand is. Um, I actually think there could be a really positive spin on this with the Virgo full moon that same day in your professional sector. Um, if you are a writer or self-expression is somehow part of you know the way you earn money or what you're known for, this could be an amazing time to if you've been editing something use the mercury retrograde period to edit and then send it out pitch it on that full moon in mercury direct and it'll have that boost of planets behind trined planets behind it and yeah it's just really gonna help um and it's especially potent because as saturn moves into your third house um i think You're going to be rethinking the way you use your voice. Like, if you're a writer, are you on the beat that you want to be on? If you're doing nonfiction, do you want to do fiction or vice versa? Um, Are you being as clear as you possibly can? Like, I think on the positive side, this could be you becoming an authority in some subject or topic or industry if you play your cards right. Um, but I do think that it will require you. Y- you definitely see yourself as a free spirit. I'm um, in the whole Capricornian or Saturnine. or even Aquarian like This is the way things are. I am the leader. I am the visionary. Like doesn't always come first to you since you're a mutable sign. But that's going to change as of March 21st with Saturn and Aquarius. You might start seeing yourself as the profoundly powerful leader you are. Um, And then with the Aries new moon on the 24th, um, that's in your creativity and crushes sector. So of course, you could meet someone um, if you're in the dating market who just sweeps you off your feet. But I think with the theme of the rest of the month, um, that could be you starting a new creative project. Maybe you get commissioned for something that you're really excited about or you decide with, you know, Saturn's backing. I'm really going to dedicate myself to this particular work right now. So, get ready. I think you're going to love it. The muse is going to be on your side. All right, Capricorn, you are probably the one who's most excited to hear their horoscope this month because Saturn is finally going to be moving on from your sign. And I get it. You're a Saturn expert. You already know how to deal with this energy. You've been handling it natally forever. But that doesn't mean that Saturn can't suck sometimes. And it doesn't mean that everybody doesn't love it when you take a little something off their plate. So... The pressure will finally go off you'll be uh, out of the pressure cooker and it's going to be amazing so what's really in the spotlight for you this month is yourself and net worth so the second house obviously is following the first house it, this is where you take the lessons you learned when saturn was in your sign Those sort of like harsh realities or like hard truths about this is where I'm going with my life. This is who I am. And if I have to make a big change to do it, so be it. And lay out the real financial foundation and also the resources of time, money, and energy it's going to take to accomplish them. Um, and really let the rubber hit the road. So on March, March 4th, the Mercury retrograde backtracks into your second house. Um, I think you might have a few little snags that show you hey, I actually think I want to invest in this other thing. Um, if I just do a little bit each month, it's going to pay dividends by the end of the Saturn transit. Um, or you might realize, wow, I'd like to cut back my spending here. Or even... Well, I should have spent a little bit more on that because now it's broken and I bought it yesterday. Those sorts of little tweaks um, will definitely come up. But with the Virgo full moon happening on the 9th, which is the same day that Mercury goes direct, I do think this is a lot about refining that vision of what it is that you want um, in a very detailed and specific way, like with that earthiness of, okay, like how much Uh, cash am I specifically going to need to accomplish this goal Um, and going from there Uh, with Saturn into your second house on the 21st I actually think you are going to love this because it has to do with the thing that you love the most which is making money (laughs) Um, Capricorn you are just the best salesperson ever and this is your jam Um, so Saturn into the second house this is one of those that you shouldn't google like it doesn't mean i have saturn in my second house right now and i know i still have a little bit of it left but so far as i can tell it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna like lose all your money or something in fact i've made more during saturn in my second house because i've worked fucking hard um and you can do the same Um, the trick is the money worry. I think with Saturn in your second house, you become very aware of the financial pitfalls that one can experience at any given time. And especially in America, I feel like that's more perilous than anywhere else. But when you're aware of the landscape, you can make really smart long-term decisions and make yourself so much wealthier and healthier in the process. So Um, again the second house can also be about resources of time and energy Um, so this could be if you haven't been using your time as efficiently as you could which I sincerely doubt because you are a Capricorn um, this will help you just shift that a little bit especially under the Aries new moon on the 24th in your emotions and feelings and self-care area of your horoscope I think that's going to be you um, sort of Realigning your life so that you can start this new money journey in earnest, right? And in a way that is really going to motivate you and not make you feel depleted. So get ready. All right, Aquarius, this is your moment. It's happening. This is your time to shine, your time in the spotlight. And frankly, not all of us feel super comfortable having this spotlight on us. And I think you might feel a little bit of that this month as. All eyes are on you. So Mercury retrograde into your sign on March 4th could give you that sort of, even if you're flourishing in an area of your life, you feel that kind of overexposure. Like, ooh, everyone's looking at me. I don't know how to act. And that's okay. It's totally fine. It could also be... You looking at the way you're presenting yourself and saying, oh, that's not what I meant. I want to tweak that. It's great for social media tweaks, personal brand tweaks, website tweaks, that kind of thing. Um, Just don't maybe like get a tattoo or cut your hair or anything real. uh, That's a real big commitment until after Mercury is direct on the ninth. Um, With the Virgo full moon in your eighth house, which is obviously um, vulnerability and intimacy on that same day i think that this does have a lot to do with you overcoming your insecurities like any that you have a new success like more is asked of you and you have to ask more of yourself sometimes that can be really scary sometimes you feel like i i don't know why they picked me for this like i i cannot i'm not there yet but i think the virgo full moon if you feel like you're not there yet the virgo full moon will be what sort of pulls you forward and says no, 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 baby, like, it's okay, you can come along, and it's gonna be just fine, um, so Saturn into your sign on March 21st, this is probably what you want to know the most about, so Saturn transits are really hard, that's the, that's the truth of it, um, but Saturn transits are the kind of hard that help you flourish in the long term, and by the time this is over, you might even barely recognize the you that you're that's listening to this podcast right now, and that's exciting. If that seems scary, I get it. I totally get it. Um, so a couple of Saturn tips. Um, Saturn transits respond really well to structure and consistency. Kind of like social media, but more on that later. Um, you're already a social media expert, so I am preaching to the choir. So Saturn uh, consistency an example of that would be adhering to a schedule like get an app that helps you do meditation at the same time every day Um, make a commitment to yourself that like you really really are going to work out every single morning that's another thing that Saturn loves is like moving your physical body and physical strength training Um, and especially as Mars moves into Aquarius and aligns with Saturn on the 30th that think of it as cosmic strength training. That's really what this is. Um, You know, it feels kind of like starting a new routine at the gym where you go in. I mean, just getting up to go to the gym is really hard. And then you go in and you work and you're like, I actually feel pretty good about that. And then a month in, you look at yourself and you're like, I am so... Proud that my body is taking me on this journey, and I've been able to accomplish all of this. Right, and there may have been moments of pain and struggle where you had to slow down or alter whatever you were doing, but it will be totally worth it. And you are incredibly strong, and you're gonna make it through this. Not just make it through, but like truly make something new of yourself. Um, the Aries New Moon is just kind of a little icing on the cake. On the 24th, is lighting up your communication zone. So. I think the first house has a lot to do with publicity, so if you have a new project coming out, if you're sharing a new part of yourself, the Aries New Moon is a great time to do that. Again, this is very much like the personal brand refresh, but you are the ultimate in aesthetic and are already already ready for it. So good luck, Aquarius, I love you. Finally, Pisces. I feel like the Pisces is the kid at graduation whose last name starts with Z, and they have to wait for everybody else to get done, and they're just like, I'm here to, maybe next time I'll do them backwards, I don't really know. So Pisces... You've been feeling all kinds of ways with Mercury Retrograde and your sign and Neptune and just just stirring up every single kind of feeling within you. And you already have more feelings than literally anybody else. So <laughs> I hope you're doing OK. Um, you're gonna feel a lot better with mercury retrograde into aquarius on march 4th i promise um and that's gonna be treading pretty familiar terrain in your chart too because it's your 12th house and obviously pisces aligns with the 12th house you get the idea instead of having a personal crisis or wondering if you're doing it right you get that really detached and healthy sense of understanding or perspective of, okay, this is why this is happening or this is my long-term motivation for this. And it feels really, really good. And you only have to deal with it for a few days. Um, March 9th is when Mercury goes direct. Um, I think the biggest thing for you is that Virgo full moon, that same day in your relationship house, Pisces, do not feel like you have to go this alone. Reach out to the people who are on your team and ask them for help. They... they wanna support you. They, If they're your friend, they love you for your emotions, with your emotions, like all of that is a part of you. So don't be afraid to share with them. And the the seeds that you sow in that moment can be, um, you know, the flower that sort of sprouts of, whether it's love or friendship or a really new special team dynamic, um, That that's where it begins. Um, Mercury back into your sign on the 16th feels really, really good. Mercury is not just a social planet, but also the technology and teamwork planet, too. Um, it'll just be ideas flying all over the place, and you feel like your voice is finally getting heard, which is great. Um, and then the Aries new moon at the end of the month is another sort of professional boost, whether it's a promotion, a new job, a little cushion in your bank account, um, it's it's something that helps you jump forward and that gives you a little confidence boost like who doesn't love that right um but the big moment is obviously saturn moving into aquarius and that same spirituality zone um so this is actually a pretty decent place for saturn to be transiting because it's it's quiet right this is the kind of thing that happens on the subconscious level beneath the surface. Um, this is you processing all the emotions from all the past Saturn transits since Saturn was in your sign last, right? Um, and it's you doing tons of reflection and thinking through before you make a huge life change. There are moments when you have to withdraw and retreat and let things gestate. And like, let those creative ideas grow within you, and that's what this is all about. Um, and giving that all the support that you can spiritually helps. I've been talking about therapy a lot. I believe in that. Do that if you are interested in in magic or healing or mysticism or anything of that ilk. This is a great time to get really serious about and, and consistent with your magical practice. So. Um. Con- consider the ways that you can step that up to the next level, whether it's studying with a teacher, um, getting into the primary sources yourself, or just, yeah, just let yourself explore in a methodical kind of way. All right, we made it. That's all the horoscopes, all the forecasts for March 2020, and I hope that it helps you. You know, Anytime we're doing this podcast, anytime we put anything out on Patreon, the intent behind it is always one of helping because that's what astrology is for, right? We can look at the stars and see a mirror of ourselves, of our circumstances reflected back, and those things can help us make more informed actions or just to feel better right? To have more understanding. You know, I mentioned on Instagram that astrology isn't necessarily about eradicating pain. Um, With Saturn moving into a new sign, um, there might be some struggles. You know, anytime that you're asked to grow, there will be growing pains, but you've got what it takes to make it through it. And I'm so excited to see what you do with Saturn and Aquarius. So um, if you love this, please join us on patreon slash bad astro um we would love to have you be a part of this every single month um this is what people get access to and this is what readings with me are like too just stream of consciousness totally off the cuff it gets a little bit weird for part of it lots of unnecessary metaphors maybe that's just the mercury retrograde and pisces talking but yeah mm, i hope this helped thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on the next episode of Bad Astrology.